many of us in this world find ourselves searching for ways to feel more alive. We move through our lives day after day, living through the same repetitive cycles and the same stressful patterns that often leave us feeling defeated, underappreciated, or unfulfilled. But what if there were a different way to perceive life? What if out there we were able to find the keys to a happy, healthy, and fulfilling reality in the lives that we're living right here, right now? For those of us who are looking for a way to transform our lives, for those of us who are looking to fully live in this moment, to change how we feel, how we perceive the world, and awaken to a better reality so we can fully live this life. This is the Live This Life Podcast. And I'm your host, Heath Cummings. I'm here to inspire you to ask yourself the question, are you living or are you killing time? Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Although every day should really be a day for Thanksgiving, but this is this is a special time of the year where we in the U.S. have carved out a special day to give our thanks. It's uh, a special time where we get together with family and we eat a big, huge turkey dinner, take a moment before we gorge ourselves with food, we give thanks. And and really, for a lot of people, that's just it. That's all it's ever been. And for some people, if they actually do give thanks on that day, it may be the only time of the year they actually do express some gratitude for the things in their life. And for a lot of people in the world, I feel like it may just be just that. It's, it's just a certain time of the year that they actually express their, their thanks. And I feel a certain kind of way about that. You know, it's kind of like I feel about the, the Christmas season as well. I feel like we should be embodying those feelings, that, that feeling of Christmas, that giving spirit all year. That's something that we shouldn't just have just during one portion of the year. And for those of you who are regular listeners of this show, you know that I'm not a very religious person, uh, more spiritual than anything. And the Christmas season, though, it is very special to me because I've learned to adopt a very special meaning behind it. For me, it's a it's a season of rest and reflection and celebration of the year that's behind me and the hopes for the new year that are coming up and sort of a um, you know, the spirit of giving that's behind that entire season, it's really become to mean a certain thing to me. And my wife is probably the biggest fan of Christmas I've ever met. And that's one of her greatest holidays. She absolutely loves, loves Christmas time. And I feel like we need to embody the sense of those holidays all of the time. I mean, especially now, this year is super tough for so many people. And there are a lot of people who are just having a prolonged hard time this year. And it's really hard to see. It's really hard for me to sit and watch so many people have such a hard time. Um, I personally have had a, a, a very amazing year despite some of the extremely hard things that I've been through. Um, this year has been extremely trying. I mean, it depends on what I focus on. I could say some of the hardest things I've gone through in my entire life, I've, I've gone through them this year. But really, I look back on this year, definitely not one of the best years of my life by any means. But the way that I'm going to reflect on this year when it's all said and done, um, I will reflect on it as being one that a lot of really great, amazing things happen. I have a lot of great memories from what 2020 has provided. It's been a wild ride, I'll say that much. It has been insane from the get-go, from the, the whole virus stuff, all the way down to like the garbage we're going through with the election now. It's just, it's it's craziness. 
but it's what we embody. It really is whatever it is about the current circumstances that you're in that you're focusing on. That's what you're going to focus on right now. I'm focused on trying to in, enlighten and, and brighten up people's days m- m- on top of anything else that I do, no matter how down I am. I can often find that I'm dragging myself out of the gutter on days that may not start out so well. I'm dragging myself out by doing good things for other people. Like just recently when when I took my son to the barber, I know that she's having a really tough time with her business. I know this is this has hit a lot of people hard. And just in general conversation, just kind of got that it, things didn't seem like they were going so good, even though business is going. And I gave her $15 more than I usually do for his haircut just because I have that ability. And I don't know how much of a, of a difference that really makes. I wish there was more that I could do. I wish I could hand her thousands. Um, but I know that she was grateful. And we also, you know, giving away uh, some furniture. We're, we're kind of doing a little bit of a clean out at the house. We're kind of doing some different things, shifting for the addition that we have going in and, and rearranging some furniture. My kid's getting a little bit older, so there were some things he wanted to get rid of. Well, instead of taking that furniture and selling it like we thought we were going to at first, I'm thinking of people who might be able to use it. And, um, you know, I, I have a friend who's just starting out a family, and I knew that some of the nice stuff that we had that we would be able to um, give to them, they would appreciate. So I'm doing things like that that are in that sort of giving spirit, that Christmas spirit. And it's it's uplifting my life in the process. And I'm not doing it for those selfish means. I'm doing it for other people. But the side effect to it is, is all of these great feelings. And that is something we should just embody just because. Um, and what's the harm in not doing it? You know, it's it, it's something that you know is going to be that side effect. So why not? Why not do those things? Having these holidays are a great barometer to sort of give us a taste of what that mindset is to be like, but our motivation should really be to be in those mindsets all the time. Doing the same thing for gratitude, giving thanks is just as important, if not more important, really. Um, when, When we focus on the things that we don't have, we try to force or predict or fight for an outcome for those things. And when we don't get those, it brings us down even further and we just sort of get caught in a negative feedback loop. And, you know, really, that's us trying to fight matter with matter. Um, and I'll explain a little bit more about that one. When when we realize, though, that that process doesn't usually give us the things that we're looking for without a ton of pain, a ton of, of feedback, we'll start to maybe want to adopt a different approach. Going back to some of the things that we talk about when it comes to to quantum physics and the way that those things really relate to how our reality potentially unfolds. When we realize that the universe starts with a thought, a brain state, that base level of the universe, which we've talked about so much recently, it's, it's all based on vibration at the smallest scales of everything. And that's when we really start to understand the applications of the, the, the basic principles of universal law. And we'll be talking about that. I think the next episode is probably going to be like that. So wherever this one's coming out, I think the next one on the schedule um, is universal law. So tune in for that for a little bit more of an explanation on those things. But being grateful puts you in a receptive mode for more things that you will appreciate and those things can come into your life because you're going to attract them by the vibration that you're putting out i mean if you were giving someone gifts all of the time 
Think about this. If you were constantly bringing a gift to someone and no matter what you brought them, no matter how great you thought the gifts were, they didn't like them. Would you want to keep on giving that person gifts? No. I mean, I know I wouldn't. You know, maybe you would try to find something different to give that person so they would be happy. But maybe maybe you would just stop giving them some, anything at all. You know, no matter what you bring them, it seems like a waste of time. And it seems like no matter what you give them, they're not grateful for it. They're not happy with it. So why continue to try to give that effort? So think about that. Is that you with the gifts that the universe is currently giving you all the time? That's where gratitude comes in. Finding something, anything, every single day that you can look at with gratitude is so pivotal, pivotal to transforming our lives and turning things around when they're at their worst. Find gratitude wherever you can, whenever you can. But finding it really in all reality right now, especially in the midst of what a lot of people are going through is extremely hard. And this year is just an extreme test of that. It's probably one of the biggest tests that you'll ever go through in your life, I hope. Um, this year's a tough one. People are being bombarded from every angle by things that you just aren't grateful for. You're not grateful for some of the negative things that are happening, the negative things that just keep coming into your reality. Um, it's hard to be grateful for things that you resent. I totally get it. The thing is, is that this is the time to seek out gratitude in the smallest ways at every single turn for every single little thing that you possibly can find. And you will see that that effort will start to transform your life around you. You will look at the smallest things because the big ones just aren't there. You know, you can't be grateful for a job because maybe you've lost it. You can't be even thankful to go see your family maybe this year because of how things are starting to shut down all over again. But if you look hard enough, you're probably going to be able to find something that you're going to be able to be grateful for, that smallest little thing. I mean, even being grateful just for your sight. Think about what it would be like to not have that. That's what I'm talking about. Now is the time to practice those things now more than ever. And I'm sure a lot of people could ask the question, why should I be grateful for these bad things that are constantly showing up in this trash year that I'm having? You know, these things that are happening, how can I be grateful for them? Um, how can I be grateful for something that hasn't come up yet? You know, like there's a lot of these mindsets that will tell you exactly that. And I'm actually going to point in that direction in a minute. Um, being grateful for things that actually haven't shown up. We'll take a dive into that in a few minutes. But first, as always, I want to express my gratitude for all of you for contributing to some of the factors that really has has made my year memorable. Um, a lot of the things that has made this year a good one when I try to focus on what were the good things over the bad things is all of the stuff that's come uh, as a result of Live This Life and the, the constant support that I have from all of the listeners out there. Um, I have a lot of tough times this year. I really have. And I try not to focus on them. I definitely don't bring them to the show um, because the point of this show is to, to really have something uplifting for people and me telling my woeful stories. I know sometimes misery loves company, but I'm really not going to buy into that one with the show. But things aren't just always going good for me. But I try to just focus on the things that are going good. And really, if I made the list, I bet you the bad things would probably outweigh the good right now. But if I put those things on a scale rather than a list, 
the good things will always outweigh the bad because that's what I'm putting my focus on. My focus and attention goes on just the positive things. And I, I journal a lot. I have a bunch of different journals going. This is something totally new for me. I'm not the type of person who ever kept a diary or a journal or anything. This has been transformative in my life. So if you don't do it, really look into some of the people who are experts in, in journaling and what it's all about. Because I'm just kind of figuring it out the way, you know, figuring it out as I go. But having the positive things in my life front and center all the time and reminding myself of what I have, the things that happened maybe the day before, just the little things that I write down at the end of the day, those have made a transformative impact in my life because the positive things are always right there and I'm always reaffirming them day after day. And that's why they have more weight. Like I said, the list, I don't even wanna see the lists, but when I compare the scales, the positive things always outweigh the negative because I give them the weight. I assign the weight to them and how much value they have in my life. But really, this year, the love and support that I've received from so many people on this venture of Live This Life has been absolutely amazing. The thousands of listeners that tune in, all of it, um, thank you all so much. You know, the, the best way I can show my gratitude is by keeping this train going, by continuing to put these these shows together week after week, But because it, it really is a huge labor of love. It takes a ton of time um, producing episodes, you know, talking to guests and coordinating time to meet with people, um, you know, putting out content on social media, all of it is a ton of work, which doesn't translate into the typical bank account that I'm used to seeing for all of the hard work. But it's putting something in the good karma bank, I guess. And the reward that I get for knowing that it helps people is, is the paycheck really at this point. And the one way that you can help pay that back a bit is sharing the show with family and friends, leaving ratings and reviews and comments on the show on whatever platform you're listening on. Um, those help us reach new listeners in this huge sea of podcasts. So um, please do that at any opportunity that you might have. It would be greatly appreciated if there's anything that you can do to pay back this show for anything that it's added for value to your life. That's the way to do it. This review that I'm going to read today comes from uh, Apple Podcasts. This one is just called Live This Life Podcast. It's by mbuse 6 and it says, I wanna start this podcast from the beginning and catch up. I'm on episode 25 already and thoroughly enjoying this podcast. Also having Heath do the heavy lifting on all these amazing complex subjects and putting them in layman's terms and reading The Power of Now and other great books coming up. I love the podcast format, allowing me to re-listen during my commute, picking up on different elements the second time, also to be able to download favorites. And it was a five-star review. So thank you very much to mbuse 6 for leaving that. Um, greatly appreciate it. I'm, I've actually heard that a lot of people are going back and listening to the entire catalog of the show. You, they, they've jumped onto an episode for one reason or another, and they go back to the beginning. So I myself actually went back and listened to some of my earlier episodes, and I had to say that I cringed a little bit. Um, I was definitely green when this whole thing started, and really, I still am. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure once I look back a year from now to this episode, um, I'm probably going to just be my own worst critic on this one too. But you know, it's cool to hear people—they're uh, going through the catalog, they're moving through the series, um, and that's great. And I really appreciate it. I actually re, re, uh, remastered some of the intros for the earlier episodes just to say, uh, you know, thanks for listening to the earlier episodes. But check out some more of our recent ones when we really started to catch our stride and everything. 
Um, but it's crazy. We're on episode 54 for a project that was only supposed to be three to four, ep- three, you know, three, four, five episodes long. Um, but here we are, episode 54 and over a year later and uh, reviews like this. So I really appreciate it. Now, to get back to gratitude, um, again, thanks a million times over. So how do we get to be grateful in this crazy, tough, and challenging year in circumstances where gratitude's really hard to find? The first thing you need to do really is let go of that entire narrative. You've got to let go of whatever it is that you're holding on to. If you're constantly saying that you're in a certain state, your life is this, it's going this way, you're constantly reaffirming that instead of putting the brakes on completely, just like putting on the brakes and just saying enough's enough, I'm stopping things the way they are and I'm going to change where everything goes from this point forward. That's often one of the most important steps that you can take. Right now, it's really tough to do that though. And it's more important than ever that we get into a state where all of this stuff is not present in our immediate view. The virus, the politics, the things from work or maybe the lack of work, the conflicts with people, you know, the, the, whatever's going to happen with your holiday that's different this year than it has been in years past. The things that make our lives not the experience that we want. How do we get those things out of our field of view so that we can view something different? We need to get ourselves into a state where those things are non-existent. This is really considered a selfless state where you bring yourself back to a state of just your consciousness and you try to get all of those things out. And really, I can say, I've said it a million times over, but meditation is probably the best way to do that. Um, Although it takes a really long time and a lot of practice for some people. I mean, I've been at this for several years now and I'm starting to really hit my stride with the practice. And really though, some people are way better at it than others. I've had some friends over in the last few months and I've put the Muse headband that I have that measures brainwaves and uh, was kind of shocked and a little bit disappointed at my own progress because I put this thing on someone's head who never meditates and it just immediately went down to like a calm state, like a zero state. Their, their brain pretty much like flatlined as soon as they shut their eyes and, and just went into a meditative uh, moment. And I couldn't believe how quickly they did it. But some people just accelerate faster and some people have a little bit more going on in their brain. So meditation may take a little bit longer. But really, there are some people who who can jump right into it. And the benefits, no matter how long you've done it for, your first session, your second session, you're going to notice benefits immediately. Some things will immediately start to shift for you as long as you don't get frustrated with the silence of meditation. But you get yourself down to that, that calm state. Do something to get yourself there where you're not thinking about the worries of the world and you can really leave it all behind. I don't care if it's surfing or painting or bike riding, whatever it is, meditation is just one example. But if you can get yourself into a state where you are just pure consciousness and you're in a place where you can create from the field of potential, that's where a lot of these things, the gratitude is going to have its biggest impact. When you are no longer focused on the things that are 3D, the material things, all the stuff that's in your life that's constantly bombarding you, you're left in this sort of immaterial place where you are really no one and nothing. There's just a nothingness there. And that's that quantum space. That's a quantum field. 
that's the field that unifies everything. That quantum field that everything emerges from is come from that nothingness. Your brain waves move in a similar state of where things emerge from. The things that make up the base, the basis of all solid matter. Quarks emerge from that field of vibration. Quarks make up electrons and, and other subatomic particles. Electrons make up atoms. Atoms make up the chair that you're sitting in, which is atom is 99.999% empty space when you zoom in on it. So when you get yourself into that empty space, what can emerge? What is it that's going to show up if you get yourself into that empty space and you're in a different state than the one that's just anxious? the one that's not grateful, the one that's constantly bringing those states to you time after time because that's what you're resonating with. That is the story you're telling at every possible turn. What is it that you're embodying? Is it the same thing that keeps showing up in your life? You've got to wonder with the cause and effect, one of the seven hermetic principles, cause and effect, are you constantly in that state? Are you observing it which is causing you to be in that state or are you in that state with your thoughts, which is causing the results in your reality. What is the vibe of the life that you're living now? What is it that you're putting out there? You know, on that question of what are you putting out there, it really reminds me of some recent interactions that I've had in the last month or so. You know, in, the, in this, this recent time frame in the last few weeks, I have become so conscious of my state and my thoughts and my words more than I have ever been. Um, I've been constantly governing it all so much more than I was before. Um, to be honest, the, you know, the election was getting the best of me. You know, if if you paid attention to the show or you know me, um, I'm getting into politics. I've, I'm already uh, elected in the small town that I'm in, um, in a position that's like one third of the mayor. Um, and I have plans to to move up further. Um, never someone who was into politics at all, and I'm just sort of getting involved in it because I see how messed up it really is. And with this presidential election, I've never really cared too much about presidential elections until this one. And it's really gotten the best of me. Um, you know, I see both sides going at it, and I'm I'm independent from every sense. I've taken political aptitude tests, and I'm always like almost dead center. And you know, I I really don't stand hard behind either side. I, I just, I see the divide and conquer agendas that go with politics and I, I see the puppet masters at play without going into too much of the negative stuff. Um, you know, and I, I see the, the, the strings that are just being pulled. And when you step back and you look at it all, it, it just frustrates you because people will get so enthralled with going at it with each other. And when you look at it from a higher perspective, you wish you could just tell everybody, hey, like, stop. This is, this is exactly what the game is. This is what they want. And I found myself deep into that. And now all of a sudden, the potential for election fraud. I, I know there's not a lot of proof so far. And I don't know how how much of it. I mean, it, it could just be a, you know, one regime's last dying grasps on the way out. I don't know. I'm not going to get too much into all that. But I watched other circumstances around me turn negative. I watched so many, um, you know, I watched all these stories that I was hearing from people on subjects like this and they were negative and everyone was hitting me from every angle with their bad times and their bad stories and there was no escape. 
And of course, like you want to be there to to be a shoulder to cry on, for an ear to bend, for anybody who's having a tough time. That's part of my responsibility. It's part of what I do um, with some of the life coaching stuff that I do. Like that's sometimes the first part of the you know the hour that I talk with people. That may be the first 15, 20 minutes or more if I don't put an end to it of, of the things that are just not going right because they wouldn't be talking. You don't, you don't go talk to a psychiatrist when things aren't going right um, for the most part. And most of the time you don't go see a life coach if things are absolutely smooth sailing and they're going excellent. So I'm getting that from a lot of different angles. And that's just unfortunately the, fortunately and unfortunately, it's the position that I've chose to put myself in. But I've let it in a lot and there was no escape. So what did I do? You know, I started to feed into it. I started to get way more frustrated with my job than I usually am. Um, And I started resenting all the responsibilities that I have and a lot of the things in the world. I just had a lot of resentment and it was just seeping in and it was affecting people around me. So what did I do personally to change that? First of all, I doubled down on my meditations. That's made a massive difference massive change in how I govern my thoughts. I've also cut people off when they were in that mode and had to double down on sort of my quote unquote shield that I put up when I'm around those people who brought those things out in me most of the time. I knew certain people were going to be certain triggers. And I made sure that I put as much of a stop to it as early as possible to try and change the conversation, bring it into a a better perspective and bring it into a a higher place than whatever it was going. And that's really hard sometimes with certain people. And it even came from some family members recently. And, you know, now that I've been more mindful of my own thoughts and emotions around this subject at all times, I'm also more aware of when other people are just in that lower zone and I immediately get affected by it and have to get myself out of it. You, of course, have to let people vent. You really do. And it's not good to bottle those things in. It's okay to get the things off your chest. You just can't set up a permanent resonance there. Or exactly that. You're going to be setting up a permanent residence in that town of resentment. You don't want to be there. And pretty much if that's what you're focused on, that's where you're going to stay. What's really tough is that I realize that I've come from a, a very sort of negative um, background. A lot of a lot of people that I know, most of the people that I know in, in my lifetime have never really been in the standpoint that I am in right now. No one has really been this sort of person for me. So this is all foreign. It's very foreign for me. And having recent conversations with family, just seeing how negative some of these conversations just constantly go. It just will automatically go in that place no matter what. You know it's going to go there and as much as you try to redirect it out, it always goes right back to that. Like, oh, did you hear the latest thing on this? And and you know, yes, I, I pay attention to the news. I just don't want to focus on it. No matter what you try, it goes there. And I'm sure Thanksgiving's probably gonna be a lot of that for people if you actually get together with your family. So um, some of what I have to say is going to probably be a little bit more uh, impactful for some of those people who are actually going to see, be around their families this year. But what I realized is that certain key people are always focused on the negative of the world, the things that might be going on, some of the negative things that might be popping up, um, the negative things of their life, the negative things with their health. I've just focused that they're always looking at those things and reacting to them instead of taking the steps to do something different about it. They're just letting it happen to them and therefore they feel powerless for it and resent it and 
focus on that feedback loop of the negative thing happened and I'm focusing on it and the negative thing happens and I'm focusing on it. It just builds that feedback loop instead of them breaking that cycle and taking it in another direction. But it's that little secret that's that's really not such a secret anymore, but it's that cycle breaker that is the biggest game changer and i think for a lot of us who are starting to become aware of all of this stuff we focus on certain things and that really is what's going to come out of our lives is what we are focusing on you know honestly when you when you listen to some of the people who are uh, devoting their lives to the study of this stuff the body really doesn't know the difference between having and not having when you're dreaming you don't really, most people don't know the difference between a dream and a reality. Their dream is just as real as reality is. Well, when you think of lack, when you think of the things that you don't have, when you think of the things that um, you're worried about, your body will react in a certain way. And I had one of the most amazing things happen the other day that, that changed my mindset for this whole thing. So I'm all about creative visualization, things that I want to have come to me. I talk about them often. I take steps, though. I take active steps to make those things come about. And I've got a certain car that I'm kind of looking at right now and thinking about and dreaming of. And I remember my wife, she told me the other day, how would you feel if that thing was out in that parking lot right now outside of our house? It was in the driveway. And you get to look out the window and you get to see that car. It's out there. You can walk out and you can go smell that new car smell. You can go take a ride in that car just to go down to the store. Brand new car, something that you've really wanted. What does that feel like? And it was actually the first time while she's saying that, that I visualized it. And I got super excited like it's actually out there. And I can actually go and sit in this car right now out in the driveway. And it felt amazing. And it's exactly that is where I'm going with some more of the stuff in this episode it's that future thought, that feeling that you could feel about that thing that you want to have show up that could potentially, the theories and, and the, the hypothesis on this stuff is that that what is what will actually bring it to you. Just like the negative stuff does. When you commiserate, when you just constantly think about the negative things and you commiserate with other people who are having negative things happen, you don't put the brakes on it and try to bring the conversations to positive places those negative conversations will eventually start to drag you down as well. And those people who have those negative things that show up, they will recur because that's what they're focusing on. And like I said, the body doesn't know the difference between the having and not having. In the moment where I was picturing that thing in my driveway, I didn't know the difference. I mean, I didn't really think about the fact that if I looked out the window, it wasn't there. I was completely picturing everything that my wife was telling me in that moment. And it created just an excited feeling in my stomach. And it made it seem as real as anything would have in that moment. And we are just that reactive. Our bodies are just that reactive to the thoughts that we think. I mean, right down to the fact that, that our thoughts and chemical reactions to our thoughts can do certain things like reduce or add on to the telomeres of our DNA by just what our cognitive practices are in our lives. And the telomeres on your DNA are basically just the length of your DNA, the, the, the portions of it that make it longer. And the shorter your DNA gets, the, the more your telomeres break off, the shorter your lifespan is. You know, usually older people have shorter telomeres. Um, and when you're younger, you have more. And 
depending on how much stress and poor diet, um, negative mindsets, all those kinds of chemical reactions can damage your DNA and shorten your telomeres, which will in turn shorten your lifespan. This is exactly what they mean by how impactful your thoughts can be. It's one of the main many examples of how impactful your thoughts can be on your life. And the theories behind the states of gratitude that we live in are all a part of this. When you stay in a state where nothing is good and you're expecting things to get better, but you never do anything to imagine that, you don't hope for it, you don't daydream for it, you don't do anything physical that's lining you up for it, you're not taking actions that are putting you in that state, how do you expect that that's going to come to you? I mean, when it's explained that way, it makes a lot of sense. But to change the script and actively search for things to be grateful for, that is going to start to build momentum as well. And when it builds, you continue to keep moving forward and building that momentum towards some of these things that you want to have come into your life. There have been so many bad things that have come and gone over the years. I mean, if you think of someone who is in their 90s right now, maybe their late 90s, they've witnessed an unbelievably scary world war. The Great Depression, maybe, uh, you know, hunger and, and poverty and the rise of communism, the, the rise of terrorism. Um, but at the same time, they've also witnessed a man walk on the moon, advances in, in science and in medicine that have saved countless lives. They've witnessed the creation of the Internet and do so many different types of technology, some undreamable things that, that weren't around or weren't even part of someone's imagination 90 years ago. There's a lot of bad things that happen all of the time. It's, it's human nature. It's the way that our world is. But before the pandemic happened, we, we had a ton of issues in the world. Just this time, it's in your world. It's right in front of you. It's right in front of all of us this time. And it's not so easy to be distracted by our everyday lives and not see these other things. You know, the poverty of this country over here, or maybe some of the homeless people on the street, are a little more real now because some of that that homelessness and poverty might be coming to your area or it might be affecting you directly. But it's become a, pay, a, a part of our everyday life. And on a day where we specifically are supposed to practice gratitude on this Thanksgiving holiday, we may not have the same traditions in the ways this year that we're used to because of all of this stuff. And, and really, it's unfortunate because at a time like now, we could really use that that meal, that time with our family, those nostalgic moments that make us feel better and have a bit of normalcy. And we may not get it. Some of us may not get that this year. Things will definitely be different. And I know instead of dwelling in that, I'm dedicating my efforts to try and inspire people to be more grateful for the little things because I know the momentum that just that small bit of effort can build. Sometimes... What even helps is something that one of my greatest mentors taught me. Um, and it's something that that really has resonated me with, with everything that I'm doing with the podcast. And that is that we sometimes teach best what we need to learn. And that also can be applied to something that we most need to hear ourselves. Not so much that we've, we need to learn it. We might already know it. We just need to hear it over and over again. And this thing with gratitude is something that I've recently focused on, and I think it's something that I also need to embody even more than I've already been doing. I need to inspire other people to do the same. We can seek out others, really, that are having a worse time than us and try to help them. 
You know, this week coming up, this week of the holiday, for those of you who are in the U.S., if you have the means to do something great for somebody else, do it. If you have the means to donate food, if you're fortunate enough that you can spare some um, food, money, anything, take some action to brighten someone's holiday. Then take that action. If not, you know, band together with other people who are having a tough time and show each other some support. But inspire others having a tough time and inspire them to look at the silver lining of it all. You know, express all the things that they have. Help them find the things that they might not otherwise recognize that they have to be grateful for. One of the simplest ways that I've learned to express and keep track of my gratitude is on a daily basis, keeping a gratitude journal, writing down a few things at the end of every day, lessons that I've learned for the day and things that I have to be grateful for. Those have really helped me remember and commit those things to memory, kind of like the dream journals do. If you don't write down a dream as it happens in the middle of the night, it's pretty likely that you're not going to remember it in the morning. But if you commit it to memory, you put it down on that book, you're, you're probably going to remember it. I, I mean, I've, I've, practice this lately and it's made a huge uh, transformation in how much I remember some of my dreams. The same thing can go for the gratitude of the things that happen in your day. And if you end your day that way, you're focusing on gratitude. And if you wake up the next morning and it's one of the first things that you commit to your brain was the things you were grateful for the day before, it's going to start your day off with gratitude as well. I mean, even if nothing major happened, express gratitude for the fact that you ate today that you got to take a warm shower, that you had a loved one closest to you there to appreciate whatever it is. Use that journal entry to start and end your day with gratitude. And you'll notice a shift on how your days start to manifest. When you're starting your day out in that sort of, that, that vibe of, of gratitude, you'll notice how much things will definitely shift in your day. And when you write those things down, those things that you mention in your entry, call it luck. You don't have to just always say, you know, thanks and gratitude. Call it luck. It's fortune. Misfortune's bad things. Fortune is good things. And fortune is luck. Call those things that are happening to you that you're grateful for luck. And it's going to build a subconscious belief that you are lucky, that you're fortunate, that you're grateful. Those words are going to have feelings associated with them. And your words and your thoughts will translate to feelings. And those can carry so much weight behind them for everything in your life. If there is someone who is so deep into a place where it's hard to find something to be grateful for, let's say some of those things I just listed are things you don't even have right now. Say that you're not getting steady meals, that you don't have the ability to take a hot shower. Um, those are those are examples of some of the things that you can really look for that not a lot of people have. But if you're one of those people who are in that predicament now, you can try to do things for someone else that are special, that they may not be able to really see for themselves, which is your gratitude for them. You can tell them what makes you grateful for the, their presence in your life, whether it's someone who's actively in your life that you might not be able to get to see as often, someone who's right there with you every day that you may, I wouldn't say take for granted, but that you don't express your extreme gratitude for all the time. Maybe someone who's made a major transformation in your life, a huge impact, whether it's a parent or a child or a grandparent, a mentor, a coach, anyone who's done something that was impactful for your life, that you're grateful for, you can give them that gift of gratitude. Write them a letter. 
write them a letter on all of the things of why you're grateful for their presence in your life, past or present. And then maybe call them on Thanksgiving or send it to them this week so they have it on the holiday. Send them a special card. If you don't have the money for a card, throw the note in an envelope. But tell them what has made them special to you. What special thing they did for you. How their life has impacted yours for a lifetime. But I guarantee you, it will add something to their life. And in return, it's going to add something to yours as well. I mean, really, when you think about it, has there ever been a Thanksgiving holiday where you actually sat down at that table and said things like this to someone sitting there across from you, how thankful you were for what they've done for you? It can be something that can be so impactful, which can maybe take up 30 minutes of your time. It can literally transform somebody's entire life, especially this year. Um, I'm going to practice this this week myself. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick a few key people that I want to send something this like this to. Um, whether I send it just digitally or I send a card to somebody, but um, I figured this is what could help keep the momentum building for me. I'm already on this track. I'm going to build it even more by taking whatever actions necessary I can to build that gratitude. It's so important, but I guarantee that it's going to make a positive impact on your week or your money back. I promise. Um, no, but seriously, give these things a chance to make a difference in your year and change the focus that you have on how things have been and how things are going. And again, it's not that you don't have these things that are popping up to be frustrated over. Um, and these things can cause you to lose sense of whatever gratitude you're trying to work on. I totally get it. They are there and they're always going to be right now. They're probably a little bit stronger than maybe they've ever been. But there are so many things that we take for granted that I'm sure that we glaze right past that without them, things would be so much worse for us. But the most important thing to remember is that you will get through it. You've survived 100% of the things that you've been through in your entire life up to this point. And it's universal law that the tide that goes out also has to come back in. That law is immutable. Nothing is forever. The good times that we had before 2020, they weren't forever. And if you're in the bad times right now, they too shall pass. I've had bad times this year, some really rough stuff. They have come, they have gone, and I've had good times and bad. And it's just like the waves in the ocean. You're just rolling with them. And you wouldn't know what one was without the other. The contrast between the two is very important. As painful as the bad things can be, as painful as the bad things have been for me this year, I can still look back on this year with good, positive memories of what's gone down. It's tough because a lifetime of programming and habits that has led us to where we are right now, the cause and effect world that we're in, it's tough for us to overcome all of that because the things that we see that come to us, um, we just constantly react to those things. Add this to your life, this practice of gratitude on a consistent basis, and you'll see how that programming that you've had for all those years can get overridden. I'm in the process of it and I've noticed the consistency that's happening with it and how my mood has elevated and how other things in my life are transforming around me be as a result of it. Things will never be the same, trust me. And if I haven't hammered this home well enough, I'm going to play a quick clip of one of my favorites on the subject, Dr. Joe Dispenza. He's gonna hammer this one home. He's going to tell you how gratitude 
And the simple state of receiving can create such a huge sense of appreciation in your life that it can actually trick the body and the mind to resonate with the emotion that you're feeling. And from there, an entirely new state of being can emerge. Check it out. Yeah, we should, we should get up as if our prayers are already answered. The problem is, is that our senses fool us into separation. The person says, I want to be healed, I want to be healthy, I want to be wealthy. And they imagine it and they come back and it's not there. And be, when they see it, it's not there. The thought of their future creates the emotion of lack or separation. And the thoughts are the language of the brain and feelings of the language of the body. Now you have mind and body in oppos opposition. So then, if you think about something like appreciation or thankfulness or gratitude, gratitude, when you are receiving something, when you just receive something, when, when something is happening to you in the moment or something just happened to you that you enjoy or you're, ex you're surprised about or, you're, or is pleasing to you, you feel this emotion of gratitude. So gratitude becomes the... Uh, the signature, the emotional signature that it's already happened. Mm. Gratitude is the ultimate state of receiving. So now when the person combines a clear intention of their future and they open their heart and they feel the emotion of that future, their body is objective. It's the unconscious mind. It doesn't know the difference between the actual experience in their life that's creating the emotion and the emotion that they're fabricating by thought alone. In that moment, their body is believing it's in that future, in the present moment. And the stronger the emotion they feel, the more altered they feel inside of them, the more they pay attention to the picture in their mind. And we could say then that they're beginning to remember their future. And biologically, it's the same as remembering your past. So if you keep practicing opening your heart and you keep combining it with a clear intention, then the thought and the feeling changes your state of being which means then if you keep doing that over time, you'll feel like your future has already happened. Now, what's the significance of that? If you feel like your future has already happened, you stop looking for it. You're no longer waiting and wondering when it's gonna happen or how it's gonna happen. You feel like it's already happened. So now you take your foot off the, the gas and you're no longer trying to predict or control or expect how it's gonna happen. You're connected emotionally to your future. Well. The antithesis is also true. The stronger the emotion you feel for some betrayal, some shock, some trauma, the more altered you feel inside of you, the more you narrow your focus on the outer environment and the brain takes a snapshot, and that's called a memory. And so the stronger the emotion, the more the brain embosses the imagery neurologically in the brain. So then the person thinks neurologically within the circuitry of that experience and they feel within the boundaries of those emotions. So then we could say then the person's biology is literally in the past. So you can't create a new future if your state of being is in the past. So people reaffirm their identity this way. They wake up in the morning and they say, let me think about my problems. And those problems are memories of past experiences that are etched in their brain. So they think about the person, the place, the, the object, the experience. And we could say then if they believe that their thoughts have something to do with their destiny, they're thinking in the past. And every one of those problems has an emotion associated. So now they feel unhappy. Now they feel fear. Now they feel unworthy. <laughs> and they might be addicted to those feelings. Oh, no, no. It's a conditioning process because yeah. conditioning, all you need is an image. They, they've mastered this on television. An image or a brand and an emotion. 
and all you need is a stimulus and a response. So every time the person remembers their future, their past, as they remember their past, the image with the emotion is literally subconsciously conditioning their brain and body into the past. And so if they're living in the familiar past, guess what? They're going to predict the, the, the next future. They're going to want to be able to predict their future So because that's the known. So that there's only one place where the unknown exists, and that's the present moment. And teaching people how to get into the generous present moment takes an act of awareness. And most people would rather turn on their TV or, you know, uh, get on their cell phone. Or, and, and this is actually... Aubrey, not a bad thing. <laughs> this is actually a, a, a moment of awareness. Yeah. And, you, you know, when you're inside the jar, you can't see the label. And so uh, we have this huge frontal lobe that, that gives us self-awareness. So then the insight never changes anything. You could have the insight that you're addicted to fear, you're addicted to competition, you're addicted to struggle. But that really means is that we're addressing reality matter to matter. And what we're, we're at one point of awareness, one point of consciousness, and we're putting our attention on another point of consciousness, a future, an outcome. And the only way we know how to get there when we're matter trying to change matter is that we force, we control, we predict, we fight for it. Because that's, that's, that's how you are when you're living in survival. So then we have to move our bodies through space, and that takes time. So we think if we rush that we're actually going to get there faster, but more and more of the rushing creates more of the addiction of those emotions because the adrenaline that's released is actually an arousal. So a mm. person is using the conditions, the problems, the, the situations in their life to reaffirm their addiction to some emotion. To me, that means we become addicted to the life we don't even like. And so that's why change is so hard. So then let's offer another alternative. Well, when you begin to create from the field instead of from matter, the only way you can do that is you have to learn how to take all of your attention off your body and become a nobody. Take all of your attention off all the people in your life that you give so much of your attention and energy to because you have an emotion associated with them. And get beyond all the people in your life and go from a someone to a no one. Mm -hmm. Now, if you've worked your whole life being a someone, or if you've been working your whole life thinking that you're your body, you're going to have to work a little harder because that's your identity. Sure. That's what you're associated with. Get beyond all the things in your life, your cell phone, your computer, your car, and literally go from something to nothing. If you take all your attention off the place you work, the place you live, the place you need to be, the place you're sitting, and go from somewhere to nowhere, you got to stop thinking about the predictable future and the familiar past and go right into the present moment and go from some time to no time. And if you do that properly, you become pure consciousness. Live this life in the place of gratitude and build that momentum. I really hope you all can find that place of gratitude wherever you are in your life at this time. I really do. I'm going to express my gratitude on the exit of this episode to a new artist that has been kind enough to let us feature his music on the show. I'm really pumped about this one. Uh, this artist's name is Eula. He has been climbing the Billboard charts amazingly. Um, he charted at number 11 on the digital song sales, number 45 on the hot electronic slash dance charts, and has hundreds of thousands of streams. And I discovered his stuff, um, his videos were on TikTok. And uh, he, he actually shows in some of the videos how he puts the tracks together, which really fascinated me, how he puts the, the loops together. 
And I'll include some of the links to some of his material in the show notes, because if you check them out, you're going to love this stuff. I've been playing this on a constant basis. I've been totally addicted to these things, his, his music lately. Um, so check out his stuff, uh, and he's just heating up, and uh, I think you're going to like this. The song that I thought was appropriate for this episode is called Something More. Express that gratitude into your life and get something more out of your life. Until next time, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Today, every day, express that gratitude and keep living.